0: Welcome to I'm a Sophisticate and So Can You. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony.
1: And I'm another of your hosts, Sydney.
0: So today we're talking about our second book.
1: Yeah, which is not Moby Dick.
0: It is not Moby Dick. That is going to be coming up in our future. I
1: just suddenly realized I was like, oh no, we have to read Moby Dick.
0: We do. (laughs) And when you said that to me, my response was, oh no. You're right.
1: Yeah, the only reason that we don't have to read War and Peace is that I tried to do this podcast once before. <laughs>
0: and that was what you and read. I
1: read War and Peace for that. Yeah. So, you're And I've own read on the that. other
0: Tolstoy book, Anna Karenina, and here's a review for free. Absolutely fuck that book. So, I don't
1: You know, War and Peace? Maybe. Okay. Did you read the Translation by those I did. people that do it. I did, though. I did. Okay, well yeah. then, then it must be true.
0: Yeah, waste of uh, 750 pages and that much time of my life. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about Anna no, We're here to talk about Salman Rushdie's midnight Children.
1: Right. Yes, because we were like, <laughs> we were like. Oh no, Moby Dick. And then we were like, no, not yet. Not yet. No, (laughs) thank you. Not ready. Yeah. And so we come to you with Midnight's Children. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So if you are not familiar, Midnight's Children is the book that made Salman Rushdie famous. It is not the book that got him on a hit list. Yeah. That is a different book called Satanic Verses. Yes. So this is his arguably his most critically acclaimed book but not his most famous one.
1: Oh, I I guess I feel like Midnight's Children is his most famous book. I guess I run in circles that care more about fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> no.
0: Sydney is talking to a mosquito right now.
1: I'm not going to tolerate that kind of buzzing. Hold for bug. Yeah, hold for bug.
0: <laughs> so Midnight's Children, Salman Rushdie's.
1: Yes, I feel like the people that talk to me about books Talk more about books that are great and critically acclaimed and whatever, like, you know, the most like booky book yeah. then, rather than books that get in trouble for stuff.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think that I think that this one definitely fits the bill. Should we talk about what we think it's going to be? What you what do you know about it?
1: I know absolutely nothing about this book. I have read Salman Rushdie has a YA book mm-hmm. that is fantastic. It's like one of my favorite oh, YA books. I did not ever. Know that
0: he wrote a YA book.
1: Yeah, it's called Haroon and the Sea of Stories.
0: Oh, okay, yes, I that's gave a it title to, I know.
1: I gave it to your niece. I don't think she read it it's It's honestly like one of my faves, and it's when I was in sixth grade, I like recommended it to my sixth grade teacher, and she loved it, and then the next year of sixth graders, she taught it and oh, so it was that's also great like a really like proud like feather in my cap. I read it at least twice, but like at an age appropriate time, so like I don't really remember the particulars, but I just remember it feeling magical in like a just a different like milieu than, which is really like cool. some of the normal magic mm-hmm. of, of the ya times so like i guess i'm hoping for that in this but like a grown-up version but i don't know i have no idea if there's any magic in it at all
0: i believe there is okay. so my understanding and you know we say this so that we can be wrong later my understanding because i had a friend who read this in high school who read it for class I was not assigned this in class. It was one of the, like, independent books we could choose. I think I I picked Paradise Lost. Oh. She picked Midnight's Children. Okay. She made the better choice. Yeah. She really liked- I'm glad liked...
1: you did that, though, because it means I don't have to read Paradise Lost for this.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you don't, you don't have to. Uh, I, I've read it three times. Because I'm a no. fucking nightmare.
1: Why? Have you? I, I was
0: assigned it twice. Okay. Anyway. I had a friend who read Midnight's Children in high school and she loved it and she thought it was great and she would tell me these little things about it. So my understanding is that it is about children who are born at midnight on the night of the partition of India into India and Pakistan. So like the day of Indian independence. And I believe that they have some kind of magical abilities and I suspect that there is one character... Whose poop is in some way magical?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because I remember she made jokes to me about magic poop, and I remember her going in being like, "Oh man!" Like I think she chose it on the teacher's recommendation because she was like, "I'm stumped. I don't know what to do." And the teacher was like, "Hey, you should read Midnight's Children." She was like, "Oh boy, I don't know. This is a real booky book." Sure. But she came out of it really enjoying it. Okay. So I'm cautiously optimistic. You know. So so fine.
1: Sometimes Just based on his other title, which I assume will not be very much like this because it's for children.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes when people are like, oh, this book is great. Sometimes I come away from it being like, well, I
1: don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But this this really does seem like the kind of vibe that as an adult I really enjoy.
1: Yeah, I have this. I think if I hadn't read... Haroon in the Sea of Stories. I Think I would assume that it was going to be really pretentious. Mm. I'm acutely sensitive. That's like one of the worst things I could call something. I, so mm-hmm. I'm like, if if I feel like people are like, there's whispers of that coming from people. I, my little ears are perked. That that's my fear is that it's going to have a like I'm a very smart man tone. Mm-hmm. Here's my smart man words telling a smart man story
0: i am reading a book right now that i am concerned is a little bit like that
1: yeah but it's just because any man but also like because i have this like concern that he is like literature yeah
0: he's definitely capital l literature at least so far as i've been told i'm
1: worried there's gonna be just uh, i don't know that that, like like a vibe of like my man stuff's really important i don't know we'll see probably not
0: we'll see yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic
1: yeah yeah, there's none. It's not in the YA book, so.
0: Which means if if that is a thing, he's at least learned to tone it down.
1: Yeah, or like it doesn't, it's not an always thing. So right. it's probably not. It's probably not. Yeah, probably not. I, I, I'm hoping to have fun. Yeah, I'm hoping too. to have fun.
0: So we will bounce to the future and we will let you know what we think. bye boy.
1: Okay, unpause me.
0: Unpause. Hello. We're back.
1: We're back. Um, with the, the, the real subject of our of our mm-hmm. the podcast, the real fruit of our labors, and it was labor. <laughs> yes,
0: it was. Do you want to count us in on it?
1: Uh oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh one,
0: two, three. Oh, Salmon, uh... it was so long. Okay. Okay. So, so the last time it took us a while to record the after because i had failed to tell you that i had read the book yes uh this time it took us a while to record the after because it took me three months to read the book
1: i i mean it i finished a little faster but it was it was work there, and there there are merits to this book like we will find some nice things to say but it, it the overwhelming impression that it left me with was of work of, of hardship
0: <laughs> yeah it was a difficult book to read not because the language is hard
1: no i think i was most engaged when he was playing more with language there mm-hmm. are some passages that take on an almost like patty cake Like in green and black, the claws and the children and the like, the uh black and green and the curtains and the. Anytime he's
0: talking about the widow, yeah, it's really good.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple other times where he he gets like a little more stylized in sort of a like a like a sing songy, like not even like a children's book, but like a like a nursery rhyme gone macabre. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a good trick. He does it good. But there's a lot of pages. There's just a lot of pages in the book. And I I think this feels like the wrong note to like start a podcast on. But I just I feel like what I learned from this is that next time the first hundred pages of something feels like this, I'm I'm gonna insist that we bail.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> here's here's what happened. So this book in a couple of sentences, this book is a loose historical allegory for the first 33 years of the post-colonial history of India, as told in mostly the first person by our narrator, Salim. It is the story of one man and his family, essentially, but that person, Salim, was born at the stroke of midnight on the day of India's independence from Great Britain, and so he is endowed with very special psychic powers, and his fate and his life is very closely tied to that of both the nation of india and in some ways the nations of pakistan and bangladesh but mostly india yeah to the point where his face looks like india yeah he has a big nose he's got a birthmark on either cheek that looks like pakistan and bangladesh and he's got a bear patch at the top of his head where the himalayas should be
1: like things happen in his personal life that mirror things that are happening politically and like his family keeps sort of like getting kind of entangled and there's a lot of like, and this is all very explicit. He's not trying to be cute about it. Like it, the, it's, it's he's yeah. explaining to you like what, like the allegory of it as it's allegory.
0: Right, right. And I was thinking about this today because I do agree that the book does feel like work. And I think that there's a couple of reasons why that is. And I think that at least one of them is not Salman Rushdie's fault so
1: oh no no there's a lot of 600 page books we could have read that i would have been like fuck this the first time i tried to do this podcast i read all of brave new world Mm -hmm. and fuck that book and that was my conclusion is i don't know why anyone is assigned this in school anymore it's stupid and i don't like it and i had a lot of reasons why and and i don't need to know more about what was going on in the guy's head i think he sucks Right. And I don't, I, I, I'm not mad at Salman Rushdie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I still
1: think he's really talented. I didn't come away like, ugh, stop giving men pens. Yeah. And I could have.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, so this is a loose historical allegory. And he does try to point to when it is happening. But I think if you don't have a at least decent understanding of Indian post-colonial history, there's a lot that you miss. But, yeah. That you just kind of because he's doing magical realism, he's doing surrealism, and so sometimes it's very unclear where the line between what he's making up and what's actually happening.
1: Yeah. Is there is definitely a lot that you miss, but I also feel like it is kind of a fun way. Like, there's just a lot that I didn't know. Listeners abroad in America, they don't teach you the history of other countries in school. Pretty much. So, yeah. like, I didn't really know. I I felt like there was a. It was a fun way. A lot of what I was learning, I was learning in a fun way.
0: (laughs) Definitely, yeah. I I think there was like, I did not realize that Indira Gandhi was so controversial. Sure, yeah. But what I was going to say is I think the other thing that really, I don't want to say hurts, but makes the book less accessible now is the book came out in 81 and it covers mostly the time period of 47 to 80. Mm -hmm. So it would be like if now someone put out a book about 1990 through 2020. Sure, and us reading it now, we would have like everyone reading the book would have some living memory of most, if not all, of the time period involved. Right. Whereas us now, the most recent events in the book were forty-two years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Like we we both have no living memory of any of the events in this book. Yeah. And so even if it was just like so peripheral, like if someone put out a book about the last thirty, like when I read Masha Gessen's book about the last. 30 years of Russian history sure I understood inherently some of the cultural context because like I remember Boris Yeltsin I remember when Boris Yeltsin became Vladimir Putin I don't remember much about it but I remember seeing him on television I remember Gorbachev like these kind of
1: like like I don't know anything about Russia but like I know what 1985 looks like you know right exactly like you can you can tie it to things that you do know no, yeah. I, 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 think, I think that's a good point.
0: But when they talk about, like, you know, backfilling Bombay to create land, I'm like, okay, I understand that concept, but what did Bombay look like before? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's full of, it's full of interesting facts.
0: And a lot of really great set pieces.
1: Um, one fun interesting fact that just popped into my head at random is that you could, that I, I'm assuming is real is that for a while it was illegal to... You couldn't get alcohol in India. They banned alcohol. Mm -hmm. But you could get special permission if you were an alcoholic. Yes. Like, that was a disease for which the treatment is a a small amount of alcohol. And so, like, rich people would have all their servants sign up to be... Would be like, they're all alcoholics, man. I don't know. Every last one of them. And they would all go get, like, their tiny amount of alcohol. and. Cool it to have like a full bar, yeah, <laughs> at their house. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I don't know. Here's something that it suffered from for me, which is just completely unfair. I, I have the I have have had the good fortune of going to India two times. Actually, I- I've been very fortunate in my world travels, and in some ways, I think that really helped because there just were things that they would talk about that I have just like not, I mean, you know, I I was a tourist. I was there for, you know, days or weeks at a time, but it's not like I, it's not like I'm like, ah, yes, this culture that I'm so deeply connected to, but it's sure. just like, it's just a little easier to conjure an image when they say things about like the way the streets looked or the, the difference between Kashmir and New Delhi and Bombay. And I have, I have like at least like something to touch on mm-hmm. with all those things and i think that was helpful the second time i was there i was there for almost a whole month and i got really sick and my relationship was i was basically getting divorced <laughs> <laughs> um so that's it's just hard it's it's just hard i didn't even think about that going into it i don't eat indian food anymore like for that reason because it just tastes like my relationship failed like and i didn't even think about that going into this book that it was going to be like a, like this deep exploration of like this tour that mm-hmm. is the tour that i went on that mm-hmm. was like oh you don't love me anymore
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so that 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 would make this challenging yeah
1: it made it a little harder the the best like specific knowledge that i felt i could draw on was the sundarbans
0: yeah. I
1: have been to the Sundarbans specifically, which I think is not even... I think most people who go to India don't go there. It's a weird place to go. But it is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a crazy, muddy jungle. So, that it's cool to know what they were talking about and have a picture of it. But also, my picture of it is <laughs> just my life falling apart. So...
0: But the mangroves were cool.
1: uh, The mangroves were cool. I don't know how much of it... I had a really hard time dropping in emotionally, and I don't Mm -hmm. know how much of that. I'm sure some of it is just, like, my bullshit of me just blaming an entire, like, nation and climate for my own personal problems, which is um, outrageous and probably a little bit racist. But I don't think that's all of it. I, I think there's a way that it's written that's very clinical almost it's like it's 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 very playful sometimes and that's nice there's a large cast of characters and that's Mm -hmm. nice
0: and some of those characters are really well drawn and specific which i like yes
1: specific but not deep i didn't think
0: most of them, know.
1: Like, did you find yourself really, like, rooting for anybody? Like, I just, like, couldn't, like, grab on.
0: Yeah, I think I see what you're saying, because it's not a... It's very much not a character-driven story.
1: A lot yeah, of the
0: people are there to, like, either represent ideas or to influence our narrator in some way. And on top of that, I think something that probably wouldn't happen now because i think people would jump on this immediately is salim doesn't really make a lot of decisions for himself he's very much a cipher as a narrator yeah like stuff happens to him a lot like a lot of stuff happens to him
1: yes but i found like as a as a focal point i i found it hard to know like like what we want, in it we we want a hero of a story to have things that drive them and push them. We want to we we want to see them. We want to get to see them do the thing they do. Mm-hmm. And he, what is the thing he does? You know what I mean? Like I just like di- it's not that I disliked him. Yeah, I just like I didn't know what to root for. I wasn't like I I, I didn't see like what like what is the thing. What what's he after and what's, you know, the stupid story stuff, what's he after and what's the thing that's stopping him from getting it and what's the thing within him, what's the real reason, the physical mm-hmm. reason then what's the reason within himself and I don't know, I just like couldn't, the only person that I felt like I understood and like had ambitions for as a reader was the little sister.
0: Oh, the brass monkey?
1: Yes. Hmm. And it bothered me that she didn't get a name, but I eventually came to understand why he did that. There, there were a few things about the way the women were written. I do think it's written a little bit like a man by, was writing by, 40 by years a, ago. By a man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's just no way around that. I, I don't know. I did like her, but also it's like how filled in really was it? It's like oh, she's a handful. She's rambunctious. Like she, she burns shoes. Mm-hmm. I love all that, but. No, I, I think I, I who think are my I... following, who are my guys, what what's beneath the surface for any of these people? It's very like happenings, happenings, happenings.
0: Yeah. And like, you don't need to do all of that. Like you don't need to have all of those deep motivations in order to make characters interesting necessarily, depending on the kind of story that you're telling. But my friend Nick had a really good way of phrasing his opinion of this book that I I think that I share, which is Salman Rushdie got so caught up in doing all of the myth-making that he was doing that he forgot to create an interesting protagonist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like,
0: because the myth-making is really interesting and deep to the point where it feels almost like I'm glad that we're talking about this right after talking about Mulholland Drive because there is this feeling of like, okay, every choice that you're making in this story is really specific. But I am missing half of them. Like, I am missing the meaning of a lot of it. Like, the fact that he's Kashmiri and Muslim. I feel like that must mean something. Yeah. Because like Kashmir has such a specific history, the fact that he's Muslim but he represents this Hindu nation, like what does that mean? Yeah, it's some, it's something, but I can't wrap my hands around it. Yeah, same thing with him being like switched at birth and his father, his real father being white. There's something there. Yeah, but I just can't quite grasp it because there's so much of it being thrown at me yeah, that I'm I just did, catching what I can catch
1: yeah a little bit and that is <laughs> I didn't go to cashmere, but I went to Darjeeling which I'm sure is like saying like I didn't go to Louisiana but I went to Florida but it's like yeah those are not the same thing at all as each other but they are pretty different from all the other parts <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I don't know I, I, I do feel like I had a little bit like I did have a little bit of an idea of like what that meant what it meant to be the religious minority and what it means to be from parts of india that are right underneath the himalayas like have a a unique political history of feeling disconnected Mm -hmm. not there's not there's not a lot of solidarity up there sometimes with the rest of the nation and so i i don't know i i felt like i did have a little bit of like just like the barest touristical bones of like Mm -hmm. being able to at least know what they were talking about but like the thing you're saying about like he didn't make an interesting protagonist that's such a bigger problem like i was more interested in the grandpapa for a second but then i don't know we just like never alighted our focus on anything and yeah. I found, while we're on the, the myth-making, I was also a little frustrated by the myth-making, honestly, because I was really looking forward to the magical elements because that's what I remember enjoying about his children's book. But I felt frustrated. I felt like every time the magical elements, it's like, but they have to be a secret because mm-hmm. it has to be real Indian history. So right. it's like anytime there's almost magic, like he'll he'll be describing this magic and I'll be like excited about it, but it it, it has to be thwarted it has to get absorbed or diffused somehow for the story to continue to be historical fiction right i felt like it just like kept being guns that didn't go off
0: yeah i mean the book is called midnight's children and you meet the rest of midnight's children on page 250 yeah And then he spends very little time with them. 50 pages later, they're scattered to the winds. Yeah,
1: they keep being, they're being like obstacles. And then there's a couple of sort of notable Midnight's Children that that come back. Uh, Another character that I did care about a little bit was Barbity the Witch. And I think um, a lot of that, I would say at least- 40% 40% of my affection for that character has to do with uh, Parvati Shallow. Yes. <laughs> the survivor contestant. But I felt she was not given a fair shake.
0: For how much he, time he spends like previewing her, she's barely in it.
1: Yeah, she's barely in it. And not. I just don't think she's like serviced as a character. I think it's partly because she's a girl. And partly because it, the book struggles to complete a gesture in a satisfying way like i like i feel like there are a lot of like here's an interesting idea for a character here here's a setup yeah the whole point of my thought is that it's only half a thought because it's only half like i just feel like he like there are a lot of things that are like hey here's a cool idea for a character that's all i i just wrote the idea of them
0: yeah it felt like to me that a lot of the magical realism i also was frustrated by that i get annoyed when Books have a promise of supernatural stuff that is not fulfilled.
1: Yeah, or fulfilled in this way that's like private. I You know what I mean? That yeah. never it never it never um leaks.
0: Yeah. My understanding of how that was going, and this is just how I was trying to interpret it and rationalize it in my head. I saw it as him trying to make a point about how there was so much wasted potential in the early years of India of like we could have been so wonderful and magical and embraced this part of our culture mm-hmm. that is so rich and so meaningful
1: mm-hmm.
0: but instead we just crushed it yeah and tried to make ourselves like everyone else and tied ourselves to this like shitty destructive part of our own history yeah where all we're going to do is destroy and then populate and like that's it yeah there's got to be more to it than that Yeah. Like, while while that is, but at the same time, that doesn't make it any less frustrating when he's like, Ah, yes, I, the most powerful of all, the psychic master, use my powers for 50 pages, and then they are removed from me because I get my deviated septum fixed? Yeah. But I have a preternatural sense of smell now, which actually has more bearing on the plot than his psychic powers.
1: Yeah, but then he uses... He uses it to get lost in the Sundarbans.
0: That's true. That's true. After getting hit in the head by a flying spittoon and losing his memory,
1: there's a lot of really fun,
0: strong choices that happen in this book.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: At one point, he gets amnesia because a bomb falls on his parents' house and he gets hit in the head by a flying spittoon and forgets who he is for a good three years.
1: Yeah, and it and it's, it's fun because the spittoon has been emphasized throughout the book for reasons we don't understand like yeah he's just always bringing up like Ed, don't worry the spittoon was still there or just like describing some other scene like little little did i know packed away in the trunk in the corner was the spittoon and it's like okay what? and then it's like oh because later it's gonna brain him and you know
0: yeah and then he carries it
1: yeah, then for the whole time he's while. in the
0: Sundarbans. He's got this fucking spittoon.
1: Yeah. And
0: everyone's like, why do you have that spittoon? And, and he's, he's like, like, I don't I know. know. I need it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, there's a lot of fun and whimsy. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like fun <laughs> at the time. Yeah, because
0: I it's, I have a problem with books where it takes forever for them to do something and there is someone in the book who is going, just get on with it already. Yes. You're taking too long. Yes. And there is a character who is doing that in this book. And every time that happened, I was like, oh my God, yes, this is taking way too yes, fucking long. The princess Bride. Yeah.
1: I started it and I was like, ooh, this is going to be long. But I kept being like, but I can do it. I don't know. It's like, it was never, it was never annoying or boring enough that I was like, we need to pick something else because I, I would have, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a long book. We, there's only,
0: I mean, you pulled the ripcord on native son quick.
1: Yeah. It's not worth it. You're only, How many books are we all going to read in our lives? Right. You know, it's not worth it to read one that you know, you're not enjoying. And it just like, it really just like sat right on that line for so for 600 pages. Yeah. It was like, I'm not bad enough that you need to bail. But I'm also not good enough that you're having a good time, feeling enriched, or like excited to pick me up.
0: Yeah. Although I will say, I think that my biggest problem with the book, other than my frustrations about the magic, was the pacing of the yeah, book.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's half
0: tough. it's yes, but halfway through the book, or about halfway, there is a noticeable change in the pace, and he even comments on it. He's like, "Events are moving faster now. I have I have to get through. I have to finish," which is interesting but also i was like where was this sense of urgency the entire time
1: and he does say that but i don't think that it to me it did that did not stay consistent i felt that there were still parts that moved and parts that dragged in the second yeah
0: there there definitely were but it it was
1: like it was like and now we're off
0: no it was not it was still not a crisp pace but like it was for not, the first for the first 100 it, pages
1: not crispy not a for, crispy
0: book for the first 100 pages he's not born for the next 150 to 200 pages is ages 1 through 10 and then 10 through 33 is the back 200 pages yeah also the history gets more like the the stakes get higher because there are multiple wars in the last half of the book that he gets yeah. embroiled in. Yeah. His whole family dies. He gets lost in the jungle. He has to live in a slum with a bunch of magicians. There's all of the like crazy forced sterilization program that I didn't even know was a thing, but I looked yeah, it up today was, and that was a thing. That they did that. was another
1: fun Oh, I assumed it would. A- anything I assumed that, that all that stuff was real.
0: You know what else was real that I found out today? The pee drinking.
1: Yeah, I figured that too. I, 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 I assumed. I just figured it would, unless it's like explicitly, physically impossible. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that he was drawing on actual Indian history or commonly understood minority conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah, there was just a lot that I had to like catch on the back end in this book because he throws so like much the at CIA you.
1: CIA killed JFK, that kind of thing. Like, right. is it a fact? I don't know, but like, is it something worth saying? Like, he didn't make it up. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right. It's, it's, it's around. I, yeah. I, pretty much everything that had to do with Indian politics, I assumed was either actual or
0: uh, like that presumed, level of actual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so much that he throws at you that there. I just know there was a lot that I missed. Like, it took me. I don't know how many hundreds of pages to realize that like I understood that when he said his father was wrestling with the gins that that meant that his father was drinking, but it took me 350 pages to realize that that was a pun and that his father was drinking specifically gin. Oh, (laughs) and I was like, Oh, duh, like, of course, like, of course, that's what it means. That's
1: funny. That's funny because that is the kind of thing that I feel like I live my life missing. All the time. But for whatever reason, I, because it's audio, because I said it out loud in my head, I I caught that one. But I, I'm not going to get on a high horse about it because that's literally, like, I'm always missing shit like that in books.
0: Yeah, same. Like, I understood what he meant, but I just didn't understand what he meant. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, what a lovely, like, what a lovely way to say my dad's locked himself in his office and he's getting drunk. Like, that's yeah. a fun way to describe that. Yeah. But yeah, there's just a simpler explanation. It's a pun.
1: Well, it's both. That's true.
0: But like that is, that's the beauty and difficulty of this book is it's like everything has at least two meanings, if not three. Yeah. And it really does make and you it's work like, for it.
1: Yeah. And it's like how rewarding, how much do you want, how much do you want all those meanings?
0: Yeah. And like, honestly- Again, I'm glad that we're talking about this after talking about Mulholland Drive, and I'm also glad that we're talking about this after talking about Akira, because it's like both of those really like make you work for your dinner. You know, like you yeah. you gotta get through it.
1: Yeah, I I hope you guys are, are finding this description enriching, and and I'm not I'm we are not like here to tell you that this book is garbage because it's not it's very well written and if someone assigns it to you you shouldn't be upset i personally would say if they recommend it to you proceed with caution Mm -hmm. like if you're having a hard time in the first 50 pages honor yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) listen listen to your gut but i I feel like part of the reason that i that i in the future i think i'm going to be a little more I just was like, well, I can't, I can get through this book. And so I will. And I, I think I'm, that's not going to be my approach because I just feel like it's going to be so much more fun to come to you guys with something that we like loved. Yeah. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of books out there that you're supposed to read. There, are like, they're, there's, there's holes in my knowledge that mm-hmm. are going to be funner to fill.
0: Yeah. I, I think that that is true. And at the same time, even though there were large swaths of this book that, I wasn't enjoying myself that much. There were also big swaths of this book where I was having fun. Like, there was a day that I spent, listeners, this might be a little bit of TMI, but a few weeks ago, I was having really bad groin pain, and when you are- Oh, yeah,
1: uh, your torsion day. Yeah, my
0: torsion day. (laughs) uh, When you are a testicle-having person, and you have pain in your groin, doctors will always send you to the emergency room for an ultrasound because- Your body can do this weird thing where it ties itself in a knot and then you lose circulation to one of your testicles and then you lose the testicle. Sometimes, if you're me, it can untwist itself. Which is what happened to me on my way to the urgent care. So I spent the <laughs> so entire. I
1: don't think it, I, I. I don't think you're the only one. I think that happens. No,
0: it does happen. Yeah, it does okay. happen. But I was <laughs> saying specifically, it happened to me. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um.
0: So I spent the whole day telling a little bit mystified doctors that they needed to check my groin because I was told by other slightly mystified doctors that someone else needed to check my groin. Yeah. Which meant that I spent a lot of time at the waiting room of Glendale Adventist Hospital, and while I was there. I read like a hundred pages of Midnight's Children. And honestly, I was really glad that I was reading it. Like I was glad to have it there with me.
1: Sure. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't like putting myself in the right environments. Maybe I, I mean, we got off on the wrong foot just because uh, India reminds me of emotional pain. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe I just never really committed in the way, I mean, I I, I did commit in the sense that I fucking read it. Yeah, but I I
0: feel similarly where I'm like, it took me so long and I know about myself that when I take a long time to read something, I enjoy it a lot less. Like if I had just like not spent sometimes weeks between picking it up, like I think I probably would have had a better time. Yeah. Because I read the last 200 pages pretty quickly and I did enjoy them more. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: So, okay. So that's, that's some hard advice. If someone assigns you this book, read it fast.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard to read this book fast because it's long and it's dense.
1: No, but like you know, dive in. Yeah,
0: commit to it. Yeah. So
1: you you've kind
0: of you've kind of been hitting at this already, but I just want to ask the question: Who is this book for?
1: I don't know. Not me. I, I think you make a great point about like I think it's for people thirty years ago. Like I because I know it was a really big deal. That's part of why it's on this list. And I think it just maybe was a lot more product of its time. Than I understood going in. I thought of it as like, I thought it was going to be some real like classic literature. And I think it's closer to like a book of the moment. And that moment, is not now. But also there are, as we said, there are some moments of like really fun, skillful writing. There's a lot of exciting imagination that happens in it. Like to me, I I agree with you that it does kind of pick up halfway through, but I, I would say if the things we've said sound interesting to you and the and and my reservations don't sound like things that would bother you just read 50 pages and and you'll know you know what i mean like yeah. i think i think it's for i think it's for people who like it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i would i would go a little bit further and i would say read up to the point of his birth cuz that's 100 pages in and like if you're not interested in what happens next by then yeah it's fine but your point is well taken that like you can you can read not that much of it, and, and if you're and not get into it, a good
1: idea of what your reading experience is going to be exactly,
0: yeah, I think that advice is correct. I would say also, when I was doing a little bit of digging today, apparently, like, yes, for us, it feels sort of foreign and sort of like okay, we don't really have a lot of context for this. But apparently, for Indian literature, you can divide it into before Midnight's Children came out and after Midnight's Children came out. Yeah, like it had a huge influence on Indian lit, and we We don't—I'm assuming—don't have a lot of exposure. No. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. So there's probably a whole body of literature out there that owes a lot more to this than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. And but for us, we're again we're lacking a lot of that context. I think that if you are interested in a piece of historical fiction about a very complicated place and a very complicated time, I'm sure you could do worse.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think if you are looking for, like, a big piece of, like, tentpole 20th century fiction that you really want to just, like, wrap your brain around, but you don't want to do, like, Brave New World, if you don't want to do... Yeah. If you don't want to do, like... Uh, American drug fueled bullshit
1: writing. Mm, yeah, you know
0: what I mean. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. Pick up Midnight's Children. Like, it's still gonna be weird.
1: Yeah, I, I, not having read Fight Club, I would say read this before Fight Club. I don't know. I, I feel, I feel ill equipped to say who it's for. But I will, if we want to move on to like, what does it mean if somebody tells you that this yeah. thing is really important to them? Yeah I think as, as with some of the things that have that have come before, ask why? Yeah. <laughs> but with this, I think I think there are more right answers than wrong to why I don't yeah. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't panic and squint my eyes and make them prove it to me. I would just be like. Oh, why?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like say more.
1: Yeah, tell me more about that because I found it a little bit of a slog. But honestly, I think I might learn more. I think I might have a, a great conversation about this book that I like a lot more than the book. Yeah. And I'm now prepared for that conversation should it ever arise because I made myself read that whole book
0: yeah and honestly i think i would look forward more to like a conversation about allegory and theme about this book like the person who has read this book and really wants to like get deep in a conversation about it i would much rather have a conversation with them than a conversation with a david lynch fan about mohan drive
1: oh absolutely
0: you know because it's like yeah, it's- the
1: only conversation i want to have and i enjoyed rewatching it more or less but uh the only conversation i want to have about it is like so weird right <laughs> yeah
0: which i think is a fair conversation to have but if someone's done the work of reading all of midnight's children and like really wants to dig into it and like talk about you know the different aspects of it that yeah they like, i would
1: listen to someone explain i would this, entertain it stuff.
0: yeah exactly i would entertain it for sure yeah there's a way in which that can go wrong certainly
1: mansplaining gets such a that a bad rap these days
0: well because it is <laughs> well nope i was i was fucking about to do it at you about mansplaining
1: <laughs> no I, I see what I, you did there <laughs> no it, it's uh no but but sometimes it's nice just just because listen men just because you don't need to be explaining things all the time and we make fun of you about it now doesn't mean that nobody ever wants some sometimes someone's inviting you to explain something. Yeah. I'm... And I'm, I could see myself in a social situation inviting someone to explain this book to me and enjoying what they had to say.
0: Yeah, like I am not here for someone explaining something I already understand to me, but I'm all here for like yeah, an info dump that. on something you love and I find mystifying. Like that is yeah, and Yeah,
1: and I like it enough to listen to you talk about it. Yeah. That's where I am on this book. Yeah. So is it in my curriculum? No, I'm unqualified to teach it. If you want to teach it to me, I'll drink your whiskey.
0: I feel somewhere, and I know I keep coming back to this comparison, I feel somewhere between Akira and Mulholland Drive, where like Mulholland Drive, it was like, actually, what the fuck happened? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that anyone needs this because it is so obtuse and dense. Whereas Akira was like, okay, like, yes, that was a challenge. And some parts of it were a slog. But like, it's pretty undeniable. Like, it's, it's a titan for a reason. Yes. And that is kind of how I feel about this book where I'm like, again, like, I agree with you, I wouldn't teach this book, because I can't. Yeah. But if you ask me, like, what is a piece of, like, capital I, capital L important literature for me to read from the last 50 years, I'd be like, Midnight's Children. I like, there's a reason.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't strike it from the list. Right,
0: exactly. You know, it's certainly not... Our list of things that are absolutely no way not on our curriculum is pretty short, but it, it's not Lionel Richie. No. <laughs> and it's not Chinatown, where we're like, actually, fuck that movie. You know,
1: I don't know what to do with it. The books are harder. I'll let you figure out what to do with that, that board.
0: Yeah. I was also thinking like, well, does that make it optional reading? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because I would never tell someone to optionally read this. Like, if no, you're going like to read it, you fucking read of, yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm also, I, me, am not going to require anyone to do it. Because that feels incorrect yes. coming from me. It
1: is neither required nor optional.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, if you think you want to do it, commit. Yeah. I think is really where we're at here. Yeah. Last thing I want to say on the actual substance of the book, just because I brought it up in Mulholland Drive, is I said David Lynch was bad at naming things because the monster hung out behind a Winkies. And then we turn around, and in this book, the primary antagonist is the son of someone named Wee Willie Winky. So maybe it's me that's the problem.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. I think that's the only conclusion to draw from that.
0: Yeah. Clearly, I just have a problem with things being named Winky. (laughs) So anyway, where can people find you on TikTok?
1: Oh, at Trash Analysis.
0: You can find me at TikTok at Anxious or you can find me on Twitter at Anxious and you can find the show on Twitter at Sophisticate Pod. So please remember to like, subscribe, and yeah,
1: we need you guys. Our five star, we need them. We've got to do Twilight. Yeah, I really thought we'd. I thought we'd. I thought we'd be.
0: We were their... getting them at a pretty steady clip, and they have slowed down quite a bit. So please do yeah, rate and comment and subscribe. Blackmail your
1: friends like, who aren't even listening because we want to do the Twilight thing.
0: Yeah, seriously, or have them listen to an episode, which is great. We love downloads too, and I will say that we really do appreciate everyone who does listen. We know that these show the show is not short, uh. So we do appreciate you taking the time. We have we have fun recording it, and we hope that you have fun listening yeah, it's, to it. Is really it's, what I'm getting
1: it's, at. Yeah, it's it's mostly for us. <laughs> it well,
0: we have people who listen to this show who have never met us before, which I really appreciate. Yeah, who listen religiously, which that, I really appreciate. That is
1: amazing. Yeah. Hi, if you're one of those people. Hello,
0: we see you, and we really appreciate you listening. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that about does it here for. I'm a sophisticate, and so can you. Good night and good luck.